0: Hey, good morning, Epiphany family. I hope you are doing incredibly well uh, today. Uh, whenever you see this, it might be Sunday, it might be Wednesday, it might be in the bathroom, it might be in the bed, whatever you are, I am so glad that you are here and that that um, you, you decided to join in. Check us out here at Epiphany Church. And uh, man, it is my prayer for you today. That uh, no matter what may be going on, what, no matter what the news says, no matter what you may be feeling or hearing inside your own head, is that you don't quit. Is that you don't quit. That's my word for you today. Um, if you would, please open up your Bible to Daniel chapter 7. We're going to look very briefly at Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. And um, I felt like in my heart I needed to tell somebody, maybe this is for you, maybe it's for somebody you know, I needed to tell you don't quit. There has been a lot of times today, there's been a lot of times in the last several weeks where I felt like giving up and I felt like quitting. And uh, man, I just want to be a reminder, I want to be a beacon of blessing and hope for you. Listen, just don't quit. Today we're going to complete our series, um, our night vision series, where we've tried to say, okay, this has been an awkward, weird pandemic, uh, quarantine kind of time that we've gone through, and it's like, you know what? We need vision in the midst of this. In the clean, in the finish off this series, I wanted to remind you, just Just don't quit. You know what I'm saying? Just don't quit. Last several weeks, I've been training for a 5K. And uh, the reason I'm training for a 5K is I have this crazy dream to um, run an Ironman race. And an Ironman race is a triathlon um, that ain't for the faint of heart. And so I don't know if you've ever heard of the Ironman race, but literally it is a two-mile 2, two mile swim, 112-mile bike ride, and uh, a marathon, 26.3 mile run, and uh, I remember seeing this thing as a kid and feeling like those people were like the pinnacle of of human existence. And um, it's just been a, a childhood dream that I've always had. And I said, you know what? Uh, what, in, what, what in the heck, man? I, I tried, I'll try it. I'll try to. I'll try to put my hat in the race. And so what I'm doing is I'm taking baby steps to train and work my way up to that level. And it's, I mean, literally a a very small percentage of humans in the world have completed a full Ironman race. And I want to be one of those, uh, that do it. And so a few weeks ago, I went walking with a pastor friend, uh, here in, here in Baltimore. And uh, we were out, and, and I was asking him, man, what is it like to, to do a triathlon? I'm intimidated, nervous, but I'm excited. And all, you know how it is when you try start something new, try something new. You got all these questions and thoughts and ideas and feelings. And so he was just talking about, man, listen, doing this thing, if you're able to complete a race at, at this magnitude, listen, it's going to be one of the most exhilarating. It's going to be one of the best feelings you'll ever have in your life. And uh, man, that you know that 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 just resonates with your boy. And so as we're talking and walking, people are zooming past us on bikes. Um, people are running past us the other direction, and, and you know just people are out and about, kind of how everybody has been. And uh, he he must have saw me uh, seeing some somebody ride past us all fast or run past us, and just kind of shake my head like, man, it'll be. I don't think I could ever. Uh, get up to that kind of athletic level and uh, he said something to me that I want to hold on to as I go through this process and I want to say it to you he said something he said Charlie now listen when you get into these races there's 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 this feeling of you're out there doing your very best and somebody might run past you or ride past you and it might and it's going to cause you to think why am I even here Look how fast they're going. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm wasting my time. I can never compete. And he said this to me. He said, run your own race. Remember to run your own race. It doesn't matter how you look. Just don't quit. Just don't quit. And he goes on to talk about how when he's in these races, there's been moments where he's out there just riding his bike or running or whatever the case may be, and somebody just comes way past them and just zoom past them. And he's like, man, that's going to be a moment of discouragement. But it don't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter how you feel as long as you don't quit. And that's my encouragement for somebody out here today. Just don't quit. No matter what's going on, I know you might be looking around at what other people are doing and how they're living their life and what their experience is. I'm wanting to encourage you today, just don't quit. Don't give up. And in Daniel chapter seven, we'll see a scheme of the enemy that he wants to use on your life that I might, I don't know if you, you even knew that this was one of his schemes. And so I want you to check out Daniel chapter seven verse 25 it says this he shall speak words against the most high he's talking about the antichrist in the end times and we're not going to go crazy down that road but i want you to see one of the enemy's tactics he shall speak words against the most high and shall wear out the saints of the most high and shall think to change the times and the law and they shall be given into his hand for a time i don't know if you know That one of the enemy's tactics and strategies for your life is to wear you out. One of his strategies for you is just simply to wear you out. Satan doesn't need you to commit some. Scandalous sin. Satan doesn't need you to blow your life up with some blatant disregard for life and debauchery and all kind of crazy stuff that, man, people will be shocked to know that you committed. He don't need you to do any of those things. All Satan needs you to do is give up. He just needs you to give up. And so often we forget to look at the spiritual nature of fatigue certainly there is physical fatigue there is psychological fatigue there is emotional uh just weariness and there is spiritual disorientation which would cause us a sense of grief and lament and we've talked about those various things over the last several weeks but i want to remind you of the reality of one of the schemes of the enemy And that is that he wants you to quit. He wants you to give up. He wants you to give up. I believe there are a lot of people in our church, certainly in our nation. I don't know if you've seen all over the nation where people are protesting and and doing everything they can. Because I feel like as an athlete, we have run up against that quarantine wall. And we've applied pressure to the government. And we've done different things to kind of go, listen, we're sick and tired of being locked up in our homes. We can't do this anymore. And people are trying to break out. I saw footage of Baltimore um, a couple of weeks ago. People just out and about partying because it's been like, you know, I just can't take it that we've hit, we're hitting our breaking point. And we're fatigued from being locked up and being in the house and being sequestered the ways we have. And I believe people have just begun to hit a wall and we're struggling to make it through. And what's so crazy is, is this happens more often than I think we're willing to admit. This happens a lot. Um, And you don't have to go far in the scriptures to see this happening. Galatians chapter nine says it like this. Paul writing to the Galatians, he says, do not grow weary. Another way of not growing weary is lose heart. Do not grow weary of doing good for in due season you will reap if you do not give up. The word to lose heart or to grow weary in the Greek is an interesting word. It means to give up under the weight of exhaustion and fatigue. It, 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 it literally is an image of somebody who who can't go any further. It doesn't matter how many uh, music playlists you play. It doesn't matter how many motivational talks you listen to. It doesn't matter if somebody threatens your life and tells you, you got to get up, you got to keep moving, you got to get pushing. You don't matter how many sermons you listen to. Some of us have just hit that wall. And That's what it means to lose heart. I don't know if you've ever seen those uh, videos of those marathon runners. Those marathon runners, as they are finally coming to that last stage, and, and the crowd is gathered, and they are almost—you can see the finish line ahead—but but 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 they their legs buckle under the pressure of exhaustion. And they can't get their legs up under them and they fall and hit and lean up against the wall. And it's as if it's as if somebody came along and hit him, hit him in the head. It's like, man, what, what happened? And they can't get their legs under them and, and they, they gotta crawl and just kind of peel along on the ground. That's what the wall that's hitting the wall. That's being exhausted. That's what it means to lose heart. And Paul says. Paul says, please, please, don't give up. Don't give in. Don't break under the weight of the exhaustion. I like the way Dr. King says it. He says it another way. If you can't fly, then run. And if you can't run, then walk. And if you can't walk, then crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Epiphany family, don't quit. Don't quit under the weight of all the things that are coming at us. Let's not lose hope. Let's not lose resolve. Let's continue to move forward. But Paul wasn't finished when he said don't quit. He says there's something beyond. There's something more. There's something beyond this moment. And that something is something that you want and that what you want is a harvest. He's saying, listen, don't give up because on the other side of this, there is a harvest that is waiting for you. And we know this, man, listen, we've even seen this in the life of Jesus. How do I know? When when you look at Jesus' life in um, Hebrews chapter 12, verse two, here's what it says. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith for the joy set before him, he endured the cross scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Listen to that one more time. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Epiphany family, the way through the wall, the way we break through this moment is to lay the right things before us. Let me say that to you one more time. The way we make it through this wall is to lay the right things in front of us. Viktor Frankl, who wrote *Man's Search for Meaning*, some of you may have uh, read that book or, or heard it mentioned before. It's a it's a critical key book that I recommend. Everybody go check out sometime. But Viktor Frankl uh, was a concentration camp survivor, and he was a psychologist, a trained psychologist in a concentration camp enduring the hell of a death camp and while he was there he began to notice people and he he was he was he was taking notes and observing the ways people were coping with the hardship they were going through and he was seeing who was it that was going to make it and who was it that was going to die In this death camp, not from being shot or hung by the Third Reich. No, it was they were going to lose hope and die with a sense of despair. And his realization was those who had a sense of purpose beyond this season. Those that had a vision for their future beyond this moment were the ones that actually made it through. Think about that. Those that actually had a vision beyond this moment or had a sense of purpose beyond this season were the ones that survived and broke through the wall. When you look at it a little bit deeper, it was the people that talked about the things they were going to do after the war. Or it was the people that were talking about their favorite things and how they were gonna interact with friends and family and they were gonna create new things at the end of this experience. They had set something before them, listen, they had set something before them that pulled them into the future. And, and 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 what that made me think of was, and I know some of y'all noticed, was uh, 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 um, that scene in the movie Life. Yeah, that's right, that movie Life, where Eddie Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence and Bernie Mac and all those uh, comedians that we love. Listen, that that scene when they're laying in the bed in their prison work camp. um, uh, just 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 beat down broken and tired from being on the chain game and uh somebody somebody said hey ray why don't you tell us about uh uh, uh 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 the boom boom room and ray goes on to illustrate and talk about in great detail all the things that were happening at the boom, boom room and all the people that were going to be there and the steaks that were going to be cooked and the artists that were going to be a part of there and the the cocktails and the drinking and the fun and all the things that were going to be in the boom, boom room. And so what I thought was, man, that's perfect for us. You have the ability, in other words, you have the ability to get a vision of the future that is so clear That it can pull you into it. And some of us need that. I don't know where you are today. I don't know the state of your heart. I don't know how weary your soul may be or may not be. But I want to encourage you today to lay the right things in front of you. I want to encourage you. Lay the right things in front of you. Where is your hope set? What are you looking forward to? And so, let me be clear. I'm not talking about man, I just want to hurry up and get past this pandemic cuz I, I just want things to get back to I'm not I'm not talking about just that. I'm not talking about just trying to get back to some semblance of normal. I'm not I'm not talking about that. I'm talking I'm talking about seriously thinking through okay, what have you sown into the kingdom that you are looking forward to seeing God actually do? What are those things that you've sown in the past that you want to reap in the future? I want to I encourage you to meditate on those things. Colossians three three said it like this. I, uh, for, for you died, <laughs> that's you and me. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. So we are to set our minds on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Just this week we celebrated as Christian believers, maybe you know it and maybe you didn't, the the ascension of Jesus and the reality that we're not in the, 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 the reality where we're Under the tyranny of our sin and death and hell and the flesh and the grave. No, Jesus has all authority and all power. And he's seated at the right hand of the father, which ushered in a whole new era. So I'm saying if we've died with Christ and our life is hidden in Christ with God, then I'm saying, yo, what are the things that we need to put our minds on that are above the coronavirus? I want to make sure that in the middle of this, you take time every day to think about those joyful things that are in your future. And I know some of that sounds self-helpy, and I know some of that just sounds like some hype, but I'm telling you, I, I want you to put your mind on things above. What are those things that you have sown that you want to reap or harvest from? For some of you, listen. This is going. This is an easy ask. Which is said man, pastor, child. I do that all day. Cause some of y'all have more of an optimistic disposition. The glass is always half full, and you see the brighter side of life no matter what. But for others of us, it will take some work because we've simply suffered a great deal during this season. During this quarantine, we've gone through a lot, and it's going to take you a little bit more work but you need a clear sense of vision that will pull you into the future so what are you laying before you what are you laying in front of you that is giving you a sense of vision jesus was able to get through the cross did you catch that jesus literally was able to get through the cross because he had a vision of our salvation For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. I want you to remember right now the law of the harvest. Sowing and reaping don't happen at the same time. There are seasons where you sow and there are seasons where you reap. And many of you are on the verge of reaping what you've sown in previous seasons. And at the same time, I want to tell some of you, don't give up don't give up. Don't give in. Take heart. Take courage. If you want joy for the future, sow joy into your future. If you want to be a more generous person, I need you to sow generously in this season right now. If you want to be a person that grows in biblical depth and knowledge, Set the joy of being a biblically formed person before you as your vision. If you want to be a person who, say for instance, your children enjoy being with you and they love being in a a, a relationship and and, in partnership with you, sow into that vision while they are close to you and at home with you right now. Some of you have a vision of growing uh, uh, in in spiritual fruit in your life. So, in this season, spiritual disciplines that as you enter into the next season, you will reap the benefits of this time of investment. Here's what I want you to do: when you sow like that, I want you to anticipate a harvest of those things in the future epiphany family do not allow satan's scheme to wear you out to break your spirit he would love nothing more for you just to throw your hands up and say you know it's not worth it that's what night vision has been all about it's been about in the darkness getting a different set of eyes to see what God is calling me into. And so many of you have grown. So many of you have persevered. So many of you have been transformed in new and unique ways that you never thought possible. Some of you have have, have initiated conversation with your children and your family members that you didn't know would possibly happen. God has given you a sense of vision. And I'm saying don't give up.